I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We are the the greatest team of all. We're always on the ball. We play the game as it should be played. Welcome to the 2017 Clicking Ball Season Primer for the Geelong Cats. My name is Heath, and with me is Josh. Yep. And Brenton. Good day. We're going to work on those intros. We need catchphrases and something. Yeah, it gets a bit cheesy, though. So, I mean, we didn't even used to do introductions. It was just, yep, I'm yeah, me and you're you. you, you and you'll figure it, it out. Yeah, yeah you get yeah, used so, to the voice. Yeah, maybe we'll leave the one till next season. Yeah, fuck them. Um, all right, Geelong. Uh, first off, we'll have a look at 2016 from them. They had 17 wins and finished second. Big things predicted, um, obviously, with... Dangerfield coming in, he delivered um, better than any recruit probably ever has before. Yeah. Um, having said that, finishing second is a good result, but losing in the prelim, especially the way they did, is the only disappointment for him on the season. Yeah, I mean, it was still impressed with how Dangerfield could just throw in that team and sort of yeah. own it in the midfield. And um, I mean, they still had some injuries and a few little holes in their game, but overall, I mean... They've been a dynasty for so long that yep. you're still waiting for them to fall like other teams. They still haven't done it yet. So I think that any time they finish in top four, it's still like a win. <laughs> I think it was really um, Dangerfield ended up poisoned by the amount of leather he got when he, they played north. So oh, uh, That was the game we were at, weren't we? Sitting up high. Yeah, where um, at the end of the game, everyone was applauding him just because he was racking up. I think he got 51. So I, I think... Uh, I have to look it up, but I I reckon he got damn close to fifty. If yeah. it wasn't fifty, it was it was high forties at least. And it was, it was taking the piss at the end. Like every possession he got uh, in the last quarter, the game was well and truly iced. So it was like, yeah, he, all right, he made sure of that. All right, he's uh, he, he's done it to us. Fair fair play to the lad. Um, I think the only I mean, they had a couple of hiccups against the Swans, though. That's what ended up being their Achilles heel for the year. Um, the, the game down in Geelong, where the Swans were under all the pressure, and they yeah. just brought it, and Geelong. Almost wilted, yeah. And then obviously in the uh, the prelim final, where same thing really, they just came out, yeah. Um, which was disappointing for Geelong because they had such a good year up to there. Yeah, well, I think there was only a couple of blips in the season, which were a couple of losses. Uh, mainly Eddie had, I think they lost. Maybe it was St Kilda they lost one game too. I think. Yeah, that that the was um, the the last kick of the game too. Yeah, something like that. Gresham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they obviously lost to Carlton too, which was a bit yeah. of a shock. Yeah, but apart from that, I mean, pretty consistent. Um, it's. I mean, just looking at the where the teams around them are, it's it's hard to see them getting ahead of those teams. But yet again, they tend to outdo themselves year after year. So I think they have the ability to, but whether they actually get there or not, it's going to depend on the other teams with their injuries and stuff. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just looked it up. It was forty-eight disposals that game. Forty-eight. Yeah. Not bad effort, but um, it was you know the, the highest um, profile trade in the off season, and, and like we said, it couldn't have gone better. Yeah. Um, Selwood still didn't look. 
um, second rate by any means, did he? But, right, absolutely. Obviously, them together is worth more than uh, th- them apart. Yeah, but I mean, Selwood's always been a solid performer, but it did look like he could use a bit of a rest from having to carry <laughs> that team. So I'm still mm. sure he was great for the time just to sit back and watch the Dangerfield show. Yeah, um, get that pressure off him and I'll see look- a bloke that gets the hard balls without bleeding everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just looked it up. Like uh, Selwood's only 28 at the minute. He'll turn 29 this year. So. Yeah, looking every bit of 40. Yeah. <laughs> um, he might be the one where skill-wise he can keep going, but geez, he takes some knocks, especially yeah. to the head. Yeah, exactly. Do you think he should just start the match with a headband on? I think he does a lot of the times. Yeah. Sometimes in the warm-ups, he you know, uh, brushes past and gets a cut on the forehead. He must have that much scar tissue up there. I mean, if there's anyone that's a candidate for wearing a helmet, it's got to be him, doesn't it? <laughs> sure. Got to go close. I mean, couldn't get uglier. Um. Let's have a look at their off-season then. Um, they've had a few big outs. Uh, we'll start with some of the easier ones. Uh, Mitch Clark, who uh, succumbed to injuries. Um, his uh, struggles with injuries as well as mental health have been well-documented. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's a shame his career's gone that way because he, he could have been anything. Mm. Yeah. Um, but he's his third club. He just couldn't get consistent time on the field. Do they know where what his plans are like post his career? I, I haven't seen I'm it. I'm sure if he had some some sort of role as an ambassador for AFLPA in regards to mental health or something like that. Especially be, how open he's been with it and exactly. that kind of stuff. Yeah, so you'd see him having some sort of uh, you know player, player role there through the AFLPA and their wellness mm. or whatever they call it, division. Yeah, more likely. Interesting the off-season too. Uh, I wonder if Selwood's maybe feeling a, a bit of pressure from Dangerfield because Dangerfield's a, a quick bloke. Like over 10 metres, yep. no one catches him. No. So obviously, Chris Scott has just said, you want to work on your speed, and he's decided I'll have a fair crack down the highway and managed to get up to 127. <laughs> yeah, well, you make these mistakes, you cop it on the chin. And I think he did too. Like He came out and said, oh, look, I was overtaking someone, but I did it. Yeah. At least he didn't say he was chasing his dog who was after a frisbee <laughs> or, yeah. or some shit. Or I just couldn't wait to get out of fucking Geelong. Yeah. I, I do like the way that Geelong have dealt with it, though. The guy, look, he fucking did it. All right, yep. it's bad, and they've uh, lost a, a big sponsor over it too, in, in, a, in a place that could do with some industry, and yeah, do with some sponsors. Yeah, but a bunch of teams have lost TAC. Definitely true. <laughs> they're going to say they're about the third or fourth team. And though. I mean, it's been handy with Dugowie having uh, his own little controversy yeah, as well. Yeah, it's uh, taking some pressure off. Have, have TSC got any sponsorships left in AFL? Under 18s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think they sponsor any AFL teams, do they? Uh, I, not that I'm aware of. I know they used to sponsor the Tigers. Yeah, then uh, yeah, we that, fucked up with that. Then that happened. And then yeah. uh, Collingwood, Collingwood as well. they used to, yeah. And now Geelong. But I, I know that uh, it's even worse for Geelong because they were the biggest employer in Geelong since yeah. Shell and Ford fucked off. Well, I mean, why don't TSC, they... Really? I mean, really, it's just an opportunity for Uber to get in there because that solves two problems. Yeah, they are. Creates some employment. Also gives them a little, little bit of... Uh, Sort of awareness, <laughs> awareness, we call exposure that they don't need. And another safety net they could use. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tax write-off. So that's Mitch Clark. Uh, Shane Kirsten, who's headed over home west. Surplus to needs. Yeah, really. exactly. Yeah. And I think that's a problem that they've got at the moment. Yeah. I honestly can't think of a highlight. No, I think he's taking some good marks, usually against Hawthorne. Um, but he will be more value to Frio than he will be to Geelong. Against yeah. Hawthorne, it's probably just because every other bastard's belting each other. <laughs> Close to it. If you look after the ball, you do all right. Uh, Billy Smets and Josh Caddy. Um, again, it's just sort of there or thereabouts players. Um, uh, I don't mind Smets. Uh, nothing that you'd trade the world for, but yeah, I, I think there might be something there. Yeah, look, I didn't mind Smets either when he played, but I think he needs to leave John Geelong in order to reach his potential. Yeah, maybe. There's just too many good guys ahead of him to really get that run. But yeah. before I did see him, I didn't mind. And I mean, Caddy was serviceable up back. Um, still, they got rid of him. Um, I mean, if I there's a team you're going to reach your potential at, Carlton will be it. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Usually when leaving Carlton. <laughs> yeah, well, they have picked up a couple of good youngsters, so... Um, Actually, yeah, we've gone through that, but yeah. 
they've also lost Vardy, who, again, like, that is, if when we say surplus to needs, tall stocks is what is they have the most in. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And Vardy's injury as well really hampered his time at uh, at Geelong, so he's, he's headed over West as well. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, with Zach Smith there, who's... What two hundred six centimeters or something, and played well last year. Yeah, it's hard to really find a spot you're gonna fit in with the, with the, without injuries. Really coming into his prime now. As soon as Nat Nui went down, I think they pretty much knew they had to pick up someone Somebody. like Vardy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they grabbed Petrie as well just to make sure. But just, yeah, just a little bit of extra insurance. Um, and the two big ones, Bartel and Enright. Who, but uh, I think Enright goes out as the game's record holder. Yep. Um, down at uh, at Geelong, and Bartel three hundred plus games, three flags. Still Brownlow. playing good footy too. Norm Smith, yep. you know, he's he's done a fair bit, he's you'd say. Playing a lot. Grew yeah. a beard, the big fella for charity. Yeah. God bless him. Did you see the video after he shaved it off with his uh, little bub? Didn't recognise him? No. Yeah, I did actually. That's for a good cause, wasn't it? Domestic yeah. violence, something I, like that. I'm really glad with Bart. Bartel was one of my favourite players to watch. Yep. Um, and he, obviously he carved it up against Hawthorne time and time again. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that he got to retire <laughs> on his terms. Yeah. Because mm. the head knocks he was copping throughout his career it looked like he'd never reach um, you know exactly uh, have as long as career as he did it looked like, yeah. looked like to be Jonathan Brown out of a career yeah, yeah. but I found yeah. he managed to sort of accommodate that into the style of play and was um, constantly you know Concussed. Sort of finding a new role for himself in that team it wasn't it. always going to be you know full on on the ball kick, push him forward he found that uh, ability to drop back and play yeah. a, a, a kick behind the, the play actually with the um, obviously he did have a couple of concussions and I'm pretty sure Scope uh, uh, Selwood's completely concussed 24-7. Did they release any of the data from the JLT about the concussion? Oh, about the little stats? things they wore behind their ears? Yeah. No. I, I remember watching that and thinking, what the fuck is that? And then it came out that they're the um, G-force sensors or something like that. No, I, di- I didn't think to even um, research that to find out uh, if they released any data. I, I don't imagine it would be public. I um, imagine they're still passing it, uh, if anything. I mean, yeah. You have to imagine it's like a legitimate set-up scientific research, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. And I mean, the data even might be so raw that you wouldn't understand it even if you were given it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, just a big uh, massive Excel table of accelerations yeah. or something. You need somebody who knows what they're looking for as well to then translate it and then to write it out and then Jai Bednall to steal that. <laughs> like this, it'd be like F1. It'd be the, the, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know if Jai reads uh, journal articles, so it might be hard. I guess it'd be like F1, it'd be the, the Delta Vs, like the, not just the acceleration, but the change in acceleration and then yeah. the sudden, all that sort of shit. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, it'd be interesting to see what comes out of it just because with uh, what's happening in the NFL, obviously concussions yeah. becoming yeah. Uh, a major part of liability, whether the AFL goes, fuck, this is bad, we've got to put everyone in helmets. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll wait for Jai to copy and paste the abstract and we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> well, just, I mean, just very quickly on that then, the NFL, that's actually a lot of smart people say go the other way and get rid of their helmets. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, that's well, they've a, got the a, hard a helmets, game. that's a bit, bit different yeah. too. Um, so we'll have a look at their ins then, and I think they've done very well on the ins. Uh, Aaron Black is okay. He, he's been an okay player, but I, I, I think you know losing Shane Kirsten and then gaining Aaron Black... You haven't really lost or gained anything there, so it's a bit of a wash. Yeah, that's what, his third team? Fourth team. Did he? It's definitely his third. Yeah. Sorry, it's definitely at least his third. I don't think it's a fourth. Um, but I, so Where was he last year? North. Well, VFL. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he... Did he play a game last year for North? He was at North, but I don't think he played a game. Surely he would have. I mean, he had some... You had to give him a go, wouldn't you? Yeah. He might have played a few, but it wasn't many. Um, and that's why he was looking for other opportunities. Yeah, um, he was just unfortunately hunted out. Like, I think he's actually a very good player. He's got some fantastic snaps. But, yeah, he's uh, got a good grab too. Yeah. He's, he's just 
not quite as good as what North had, but I think uh, there he could turn into anything. Yeah, I, I think even less. I mean, it's not like uh, North had uh, Tom Hawkins up forward, yeah. you know, mm. taking time off him. And it looks like Geelong are playing uh, Harry Taylor in the forward 50 as well. Mm. So yeah. if Harry Taylor and Tom Hawkins are fit, Aaron Black's just playing VFL. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that's what it is for him. It's yeah. a bit of, um, well, I think the difference between him and Kirsten was that Black's still got a little bit of potential left in him. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. He's younger than the figure too. Is he? Yeah. Mind you, he had a, he had a breakout season and then kind of... Disappeared. Just stop, start. And a lot yeah. of it apparently was, um, well, you never know unless you're in the club, but it was between his ears. Like he was a bit, I deserve. Yeah, and could then, be. then you had a bloke like Mason Wood come along who everyone's gone, well, hang on, he's younger and he's looking uh, like he might have more potential. Mate, you're surplus. Yeah. Uh, you know, the fact that he did a knee in the end just didn't really help matters. But um, yeah, look, he's, he's got skills, but he just doesn't have the work rate currently and maybe that's changed I don't know but uh, like I said third or fourth club whatever it is um, there's not many people that go on after that Yeah. so it's mm. his last roll of the dice um, hopefully he gets a chance because I reckon he does have a, a good game in him and let's be honest the delivery from the midfield will be better than he's ever had before yeah. so if he can't kick a, a probably more full, frequent too yeah. well yeah if he can't kick a bag full uh, sitting you know next to uh, big Tomahawk he's not going to ever do it um, and I think one of the most underrated <laughs> trades of last year's trade period is Zach Tui um, mm, uh, over to Geelong. Yeah, yep. um, absolute quality player. Um, and I had a look at his record. So he, this is his seventh season right. in, in the AFL. Oh, obviously mature and coming from Ireland and all that kind of stuff. But he's never played in a winning season. So his best really? season has been 12 and 12 Damn. Um, at, uh, at Carlton. Um, so his lifetime win rate is something like 40%. Whereas you look at Joel Selwood, who's 78, 79%. Yeah. Yep. So uh, it's going to be interesting. I believe that, you know... Delidio's got him. Yeah. Well, he's going to have to start remembering a team song, so... Um, that good players like him become excellent players in good in excellent songs. Mm, yeah. Um, so to see him with uh, a winning culture around him and, and real... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Uh, top of the talent. Yeah. Um, I think that's such a great pickup for him. Yeah, definitely. Where do you think they'll end up playing him? Because, I mean, they've got winners in each line. Do you reckon... <clears throat> He's a cross-half back. He has to be a cross-half back. Yeah. He's so dangerous. Yeah. Um, with his speed and his kicking is not a liability at all like some of the Irishmen can be. Yeah, and also fills in the hole that Caddy would, would sort of part-time fill in there. Yeah, and no, like he is a great defender. Like he mm, will run yeah, and chase and, much, yeah. and cover his man before he goes and, and tries to get the attack. Yeah, and Thurlow comes back in the side as well and he, I reckon he's shown a bit too. Shown all right, yeah. yeah. 
Um, so let's have a look at 2017. Uh, looking at their draw, their double-up games are Hawthorne, Adelaide, Collingwood, GWS, and Fremantle. Not too bad. Um, but I did notice uh, one peculiar thing with their draw is... Uh, well, not peculiar, but something interesting. Round 23, they play at home against GWS. That yep. could be an absolute bottler of a game if yeah. uh, top four spots are still up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they actually still don't play at, at Skill Stadium until I think it's round nine or something as well. Yeah, I think they're still doing works there and all yeah. that kind of crap. But that means they play some home games at uh, Etihad Stadium, which I think is only going to work into Geelong's favour. Into their favour? Yeah, well, I think they've got that, that experience of playing there and some of the good teams, that's their home ground now. So I think it puts them in a, a sort of better stead against those teams that are going to be fighting for the same positions on the ladder. Well, it depends too. Like, I haven't got their draw up, but if they're playing home games that Eddie had against like the Bulldogs or yeah. Saints, yeah. that's not, not good at all. Yeah. Which they are, yeah. yeah. Depends so, on how they go really though because the, the main advantage that the Saints and Bulldogs have there is that they play it so often. Yeah. They, they understand the ground. Whereas if... Geelong start to get that experience, maybe they adapt just as well. well yeah, a couple of big wins there last year as well. So mm. I think they might have beaten the Saints and maybe North there. Well, they gave them North a fair fucking They high. gave North a high. They didn't yeah. beat the Saints, remember? That was the, we talked about at the start. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gresham kicked that goal. But I mean, yeah. Carlton got them uh, at uh, Eddie had that's last right. year as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, uh, up against the Hawks. Well, they only played the Hawthorne once last year, so uh, it's been a while for that. Yeah. Um, and I think that it was quite comfortable. It was uh, Dangerfield's first game. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, I think that's a, a good double up for Geelong. Um, in Collingwood, they'll give Collingwood an absolute hiding. Yeah, it'll be a bath. Um, Fremantle, to me, is the the unexpected one. You don't know what, who's going to turn up. And secondly, also, the big news for 2017 for Geelong will be the change in the rules. Uh, yeah, with third, the man, third up. man up. They're yeah. the team that probably did that the most. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Blitzass made a, pretty much a career out of it. Well, do you reckon they still play him in the ruck with this third man, third man up rule? Yeah. Well, they, they weren't really playing him in the ruck. They were playing him um, ruck off, rover. A, off yeah. a wing or you yeah. know ruck rover sort of position. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't know if he slots in the side. Really? Jesus. I, I See, I think they'll play Zach Smith, obviously, as is, is a main ruck. But yeah. I reckon yeah. Zach Smith is good at the ruck, but he's pretty shit around the ground. So yeah. Yeah, I, true. I think they'll use Blitzstaff to cover their ruckman around the ground and just have Zach Smith just as a straight-up ruckman. He's Maybe, athletic as fuck. Zach Smith's improved. And I think this is coming up to year seven for him. About that, yeah. So he's getting into Ruckman prime age. Yep. So, I, yeah, I think last year was probably his best year so far. Yeah. But, I mean, before that was at Gold Coast where True. you can't really tell. Yeah. It's generally a pretty slow learning curve for Ruckman too. But I think exactly. he's managed to, how to take a mark and kick straight from 20 out. So, yep. I mean, that's all you can ask. Well, it'll be him and Reese Stanley, you'd think. Yeah. And I think Reese Stanley's more of a liability than Zach Smith. Yeah. They've got a youngster, <laughs> Ryan Abbott, I think his name is as well, that they picked up. So, they've still got some stocks there. I've never never been in trouble for Ruckman. Yeah, well, that's true. For some, some reason, Geelong. Yeah. Um, they, they absolutely love him. But interesting when you say Blissarves, like Because I, I know he um, took the world on fire mm. sort of uh, 2015. Um, more, and I think he won the best and fairest in 2015. Even mm. I, I don't see see it. Like I'm not as enamoured as the, the rest of the football world seems to be. The thing is, the mobility for a bloke his size is exceptional. Of course, it is. Yeah. Um, and I think everyone looks at that as having a tool that no one else has. It's yeah. an Adam Sandler run up uh, tee off kind yeah. of thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, but how he uses that tool has changed. Like it won't be as effective to then be the, the mobile big man third man up because you can't do that anymore. Yeah. So now he has to be the mobile big man option which means running to the spots where the ball's going to be in defence or where they need the ball to get to uh, in offence. And I don't think he reads the play as well. I'm, I'm with you in that he has enormous potential because he's got a weapon that a lot of other players don't have. 
but can he can he execute? I think he's a larger version of remember Trent Crowe. He used yeah. to be like an yeah. absolute supreme mm. athlete, but you still got to make a footballer out of him. And he, he's come a long way from when he started, but he, to me, he's, he's not that elite ball user that you need out of the midfield. Yeah. And mind you, it's hard to look like an elite ball user or elite midfielder when you're standing next to Dangerfield and yeah. Selwood. Should be able to fucking learn something from then. Yeah. You'd hope so. Well, I figure they can play him on the wing and let him be able to run yeah. behind the play or, or push forward and not have to be that accountable for someone else like you would as a midfielder. And again, my Hawthorne bias comes into it a bit because I saw, like, Hawthorne used to put Bradley Hill on him. And they go, you yeah. know, so what if you're a foot taller? You've got to keep up with him. Yeah, that's true. You're a great runner for a six foot ten bloke, but when it comes to the one of the fastest ones out there, he, he got um, left behind a, a lot of the yeah. times. Yeah. But I mean, that's only, you know, one or two games a year, and um, that's just what I saw out of it. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Um, so who is in for a big year from Geelong? The Kai Cockatoo for me. 100% agree. Um, Damn, he looked good in the JLT. And also last season, he, he showed those... Um, Flashes that, you know, you, you fucking hate uh, when words like get thrown around, but Cyril-like, um, of just X-factorness. Like, just uh, ability to juggle the ball, grab the possession when you think he's going to lose it. Um, he, he fucked him up a few times too, but uh, was just able to do those special things. I think he misses out round one with suspension. Um, yeah. But it was an unlucky one. It was it was a bump that went high. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't from uh, cowardice or, you know, trying to be too aggressive. It was unlucky. Yeah. Um, and it was attacking the ball. But um, I saw... I hate using um, pre-season form to make a judgment on the rest of the year. But let's do it. But well, let's we do use, it. We use no evidence normally, so pre-season I'm going to say, it's more than, more than usual. He looked like he was making very smart decisions, more so than you'd expect from a second or a third-year player. Yeah, mm. I found him works really well in tight spaces. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was a, a belter for me in fantasy uh, football as well last year. I remember there's one there's footage. There's your bias for Exactly, <laughs> but just working it, keeping it in right on the boundary line. Uh, yeah. Pretty much making a fool out of players around him. Yeah. Eddie Betts-ish. Yeah, um, even better, I reckon. No, I, well, I hang think on, hang on. he's going to be um, a really solid solid 20, well, I was going to say 23 games, but 20-odd game uh, contributor this year for him. Yep. Um, mm. And the other one, like I said, was Zach Tui, who we said at the start. Yep. Um, I thought he's played exceptional in a really poor side. Yeah. So yeah. how he turns out in a, an even better side yeah. uh, is going to be amazing. Especially with guys like um, if Harry Taylor plays down back, but Lonergan and Mackey yeah, um, exactly. running off them. I mean, they take a lot of marks in their back line. Yeah. yeah. Geelong, so. Yeah, I've got, um, well, Mitch Duncan had his best season last year. So yeah. I've been interested to see how he steps up again yeah. for, from um, last season. And I think that he will push his way into that um, backing up um, Dangerfield and yeah. uh, uh, his name fucking Selwood more of a leadership role yeah uh, too with uh, Enright and Bartel exactly leaving but the young one I think there's going to be uh, one to look out for is um, Sam Menegola is the yep. mature age recruit they Mangola. got in yeah what? Mengala yeah sure um, he played eight <laughs> games uh, last year averaged 24 disposals just under five inside 50s um, 25 years old so I think he's one that's going to really be the prime the backup, time should be now the backup role to that uh, midfield um, yeah. he was a midfielder but you wouldn't be surprised to see him playing on a wing or, or small forward spots yeah. um, 88 kilos so he's got some mongrel about him yeah uh, he ought to be alright um, and finally I put down um, Tommy Hawkins as well I yep. mean, you know what you're going to get out of him but again JLT he looks fit. Yeah, he looks yeah. like he's, he's there is no puppy fat left, which yeah. has been his whole career. Yeah, exactly. But you find season by season, he's slowly getting into that shape as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe just a change in um, training attitude or something like Could that. Be. But it's working. Mm. Less yeah. dairy in the diet. Yeah, yeah. true. Um, so that's the good news. Then who's in trouble? Uh, Stevie Motlop. 
Stevie Motlop. Yeah. yeah. When you turn up fat. Well, it was very interesting, wasn't it, last year when he turned up to pre-season training overweight and they said, no, nah, no, nah, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, he had a poor year and they went, yeah, he was, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> turned it on. So he, he's got to uh, uh, turn it on this year and he can't fade in and out of games. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I think he's... Uh, if he doesn't have a good season, he could almost be, uh, you know, a, oh, he's out. a, a second round pick or something. Yeah, yeah. he's no, a trade bait. They'll they'll fuck him off. He'll have value. Don't get me wrong, because all they'll do is put him on some lean cuisine, and he could uh, turn up good. But uh, yeah, his peak is good, but it happens maybe once a quarter. And, yep, and if that, he can and, fade um, out very quickly. Yeah, it's one of those guys where you you know he's got talent. But he knows it too. Yeah. And he just comes across that way. Like, for all I know, he could be an absolute champion bloke, but he just seems to be a bit, I deserve. A yeah. little bit, uh, he likes his music too, doesn't he? Does he likes to get the guitar out? I, think. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he has done that on the footy show a couple of times. And, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, as a, as a guitarist, he makes a good footy player. Um, I also put down um, uh, Aaron Black as well, but we've already spoken about him. Yeah. Um, but also Scott Selwood. Yeah, that's who I got down. Uh, Scott Selwood's in, been added to the leadership group this year. Really? And... Uh, I, I'm not sure if he's in the best 22. What, in the physio department? No. God knows. Well, I, mean, I, I don't know. He came in with an ankle injury and he only played uh, five games last year. Like He played pretty well when he was playing, but there's people competing for his spots that are up and coming and they're you know really yeah. pushing for that spot, like um, Sam Managola. Oh, uh, Guthrie. And, Guthrie, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I just don't see Other Guthrie that, too. that yeah. they, they have a spot for him, to be honest. Well, the only thing he's leading is the tour of the Cadinia Park. Like... How much time can how can you be a leader if you're not on the field? I thought the same thing. I thought it was a very peculiar um, choice. Unless I, he's getting I, ex- elevated to coach. I understand man. he's been around the system a long lot and probably knows what's going on. So is the boot stutter. But if you're looking at you know you've named your 21 players and you have got the 22nd spot and it's between Scott Selwood or Zach Guthrie, I know who I'm going to give the extra game to. Mm. Yeah, whoever's waiting in the car park. <laughs> whoever's not Scott Selwood. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's uh, who we think is on the outer for them. But where do we where do we see Geelong finishing in 2017? Um, I got them in fourth spot, just rounding out the, the top, top four, four positions. Um, I think there's just too much uh, competition for them uh, for those spots, and they've lost that home ground advantage playing some of Eddie had now. Yeah. So I think you can't pencil in some certain wins that you usually would. The other thing that I'm interested to see another player called Wiley Buzzer, young fella, drafted last year, became a bit of a cult hero. Purely on name alone. Name Wiley Buzzer. But he actually looks like, like a love child of... Um, Chance Bateman? Craig Lowndes and Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs> if you check out his, his, his uh, photo on the site, on Geelong's site, yeah. So I want to know his nickname. You. Like, do, do you call him Coyote? Do you call him, I don't know, Louis the Fly? Buzzer. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Mr. Aldrin? To find out. Yeah, <laughs> could be. Yeah. Um, I've got him in at seventh. I reckon they'll... They, they didn't have as good a season as they probably could have last year, even though they finished uh, second. Know, second. Yeah. It was a bit of a soft draw, I thought. Yeah, a little bit. And to be honest, in the qualifying final, it was uh, you know one Isaac Smith kick away of not mm. making it to a prelim. Yeah, yeah. Um, having said that, I thought that was as good as Hawthorne could play, and it still wasn't good enough. So that sells the difference between the two sides on the year. Yeah. But yeah, the, I don't know. Like getting it into the last week, did they feel like a premiership threat? No, um, but only because having said that, I, I thought the same thing about the Bulldogs, though. Well, yeah, I thought, um, well, like many people, the Bulldogs were a, a heartfelt fancy, but you didn't really think they uh, they would pull it off, and yeah. I was wrong, <laughs> like a lot of the footy world. Um, yep. But yeah, look, 
it's easy to be proven wrong here because Geelong are a very, very talented side. But I just I think they're going to drop a couple, especially playing away from Cardinia Park so often. Mm. So, though I could easily be wrong, and more than likely will be. But I see them seventh. So, yeah, I said fourth. But like we said, I mean their their strength is also their weakness, and everybody said it. Dangerfield, Selwood. If one of them goes down, that takes a lot out of their side. Mm. Um, but you know, maybe next year they'll add Ablett to that. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've got them in fourth still, which is a little bit down from last year, but. Um, it's still they're going to be up and about there because yeah. that's just too much talent. Not much to be disappointed about. If no, they had Delidio on the side, I'd, I'd put them as one. <laughs> if anybody had Delidio on the side, <laughs> he's uh, he's not playing. Who will play more games next year, Delidio or Scott Selwood? Oh, Delidio. <laughs> you reckon? I think it'll be close. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. It's going to be a line call. I think. Yeah, I think plus or minus two will cover them both. <laughs> um, all right, that'll do us for Geelong. All right, yeah, good luck, cats. 